And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, August 3rd, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions or maybe just navigate something going on, a transition in your life, Big picture, small picture, we don't really care, but we would love to hear from you. You can find us by going to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and then just check the box if you want to join us. Mark does everything else. While you're on the website, don't forget all sorts of free content there, the free weekly newsletter, the blog. We've got links to appearances that I've done on CBS News and resources, all that good stuff. And if you've got a few bucks, you can subscribe to our new service, Jill on Money Live, which is where you have access to quarterly live webinars and lots of cool bonus content. And you can buy the book, The Great Money Reset. And we would be delighted if you did either of those things. Today, we're talking to Jeannie, who's on the line from North Carolina. Hi, Jeannie. How are you? What's going on? I am doing well. I hope that you guys are doing well. We are. What's up? How are you? What's happening? What can we do for you? Well, um, first of all, I'm very excited about listening um, and talking with you and Mark. So I feel like um, my husband and I, that we've prepared fairly well for retirement. However, I don't think the work is quite done yet. And that's where you guys come in. Um, I just really want a financial checkup. So we are both 58. My husband has recently retired, probably like the last year and a half. We are still adjusting, at least I am anyways. Um, So he was an educator for 30 years, um, Mm. and he loved that. He was also um, athletic director and coach. He's always been very, very busy. I also worked, but when we had the children, um, I stepped out of the workplace for a while. So he's starting to get back into the workforce. Um, Did he get bored? What happened? I think he did get bored, honestly. Um, You know, education's just changed a little bit. So he stepped out for um, kind of an early retirement. It really wasn't what we were thinking, the way that our life was going to go, but that's what he did. And Mm -hmm. now um, he's back in. 
doing what he does. He's um, a substitute teacher, and he's also um, an officiator for sports, and he's a support, if you will, individual for the school system. Did he receive a pension once he, uh, I was about to say graduated, retired from education? Yes, he did. How much is the pension amount? When that comes in, it's um, $3,200 a month. And how much does he earn as he's back in as a substitute teacher and doing the officiating? How much does he earn with that? So, yeah. So, like I said, he just started doing that, really. Um, I Honestly, I think he can pull anywhere from 15 to 20. He could go, I, you know, they, they only can make a certain amount. And he knows what the amount is. So And he's not going to come anywhere near that. But I think he's going to do anywhere from 15 to 20. That's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. And Jeannie, what do you do? Are you also in education or do you do something else? Well, Jill, I was ready for that question. I don't have just one answer for you. Um, All right. So I have done quite a bit. Um, as you already know, I've stayed home with the children, but even then I was hustling. So I've worked retail, I've worked banking, I've worked school support as well for a while. Then I did wellness and exercise and I did that for like 15 years. I'm still, my foot's still in the game with that. Um, I have a lot of energy. And then um, I also do hospitality. Mm, my God. So so do you have one full-time job or do you have a whole bunch of side hustles that you ha- accumulate different streams of income? So I would say that I have a lot of side hustles, but I do want to be very clear. Like I just stepped out of the workforce just because I was, um, I just needed a break. And I, I just took the summer to kind of clear my head and hit the pause button, maybe reset. I know that's a good word. Um, yep. But I'm going to go back in, well, soon. <laughs> okay. So if, you know, your your husband's got the pension of 3200 a month, let's say that, uh, I don't know, like let's say that for, let's say he just making $1,000 a month from his stuff. Maybe it's going to be more, but I'm just going to count on the, the you know, the part-time income of $1,000 a month. What do you think you can bring in when you get back in? I think, well, so part-time, I'm about, and I'm going to speak annually. Annually, I can do about seventeen five part-time, but I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to make sure that we're in good financial health. I think that we have, we have great financial habits. So, and I would honestly say he's, he's probably about 1500 or 2000 And then for me, I think I'm seventeen five part-time, but I could kick it up a notch just based upon what we think. Well, let me ask you something. How much do you guys spend? What do you what do you need in terms of your expenses? What do we need to bring in to cover your expenses? What's your what's your guesstimate? So, well, we are really frugal. So, we are about 1700 a month in spending. Wait a second. Stop it. What are you eating ramen every night? <laughs> well, I garden and <laughs> and I'm not like I really do. I garden and I do things like that. Um so, I mean, I we save like half of his check easily. So, okay, if you can live on his pension and you guys have not even received your Social Security yet and you're going to bring in another three grand a month between the two of you, what's the question that we have to answer for you? What can we help you with? Well, I want to make sure that asset allocation has been good for both of us. Um, we have the IRAs. We have traditional. We have Roth. Um we have All right, our let's home. get let's let's do a little bit of this. Hold on a second. So let's talk about what you've saved. Let's first do retirement accounts. How much money in retirement accounts? All right, I'm going to start with myself first. Um, so in the traditional IRA, and I just pulled these numbers yesterday. Okay. 
I'm at 190, 714, and some change. Let's just do round it, please. 190. Thank you. Continue. All right. And then the Roth, 83,000. Great. All right. And then I'll do my husband. So he is uh, traditional one, okay, 130. I had to remember what you said. You like rounded Mm -hmm. numbers. Yes, ma'am. And then Roth, he's at 51,000. And do you have non-retirement accounts floating around? Yeah, we do. Um, there's like 10000 there. And what about cash in the bank? That's, um, there's another five there. Any other investments besides what you've just recounted to us? Well, we have our, I don't, it's not an investment, but I mean, we own our home. And How I much is that worth? 350000 Mortgage or no? No. Anything else? Land or some other, you know, rental property, anything like that? Nothing like that, but I do, I'm glad you said land. I feel like um, that was <laughs> that was good for me because we do have an interest in buying some land that's um, near my brother about a couple hours away, and, and it's very, well, it's just, it's back to the mountains, and I love the mountains, so we're thinking of doing that, but I haven't bit that bullet yet, and I don't know that I will, so. How much would that cost to buy that land near your brother? How much would that cost? About 20. That's it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Done. We're done. Right now, when you're saving all of this money every month, where is it going? Well, and so that's what I wanted to talk to you about, too. The question is, um, I just want you guys to weigh in that we we keep putting it into the Roth. Uh, The Roth, um, I think it's fantastic and that we're over 50 and we can do a little extra. So... And we're trying to max out the Roths. However, I also am like, well, maybe we should be putting it. I'm going to open up a brokerage account um, very soon. And I was thinking maybe I should put it into the brokerage and start to um, invest like the total stock market index or the bond market index. However, I also like that Roth. So and I know you guys have plenty. I mean, my reaction to that is you got plenty of money in retirement assets. I would rather you build up your liquidity. And, you know, you said the non-qualified or the uh, meaning the non-retirement and cash and, you know, to have a brokerage account. Yeah, I would build that up because also that's a place where you can put the money until you decide whether or not you're going to buy the land. And, and yeah, I would do that. I think that's fine. Or, you know, Again, once you start working, if all of a sudden you're saving $3,000 a month, you could say, let me put 2000 in brokerage, and then I'll use the $1,000 a month to put into the Roth and be done. You're in great shape. So what are the kinds of allocations that you guys have? Do you, are you using just plain old index funds? What's your, what's your outlook right now? Well, so to be honest with you, um, when I first started out, I was busy with the kids, and I just knew that target date retirement funds were something better than nothing. So I started throwing money into there. And really, I never went back to revisit. I mean, but like, that's not the worst thing in the world. Do you feel like I mean, uh, and where are you? Are you at uh, Vanguard or Fidelity? Where are you? We're with Vanguard. I mean, there's two things to point out. One is that like, it's fine. Or if you just wanted to make it easy, you could take the money that's in the Vanguard target date funds. And you could just say, well, like in the Roth, I could make it a longer dated fund, meaning push the date out a little bit and it'll be riskier. In the traditional, you can maybe make it a little bit less risky, or you can just abandon ship with the target date funds. There's no tax implications if you make a change right now. So if you wanted to, you could say, 
you know, I could put 40% in the total stock market index, 20% in an international and the rest in a bond index. And if you want a little bit more risk, you skew more towards the stock. If you want a little bit less, you skew more towards the bond. But that's essentially what is happening in those target date funds. That's kind of the outlook that the fund managers take. A little bit here, a little bit here, right? But if you want to do it yourself and have a little bit more control, then certainly you can do that. But I I don't think you're in bad shape with the target date funds at, at Vanguard. Do you, Mark? Do you think that they need to make any big changes? No, I don't think so. If, you know, if she's comfortable with that, then fine. You don't have to mess with it. Yeah, you really don't have to unless you're feeling like, oh, I want to put my arms around this a little more. I want to get, you know, I want to buy an emerging market fund or something like that. But I don't think you need to. I really don't. I think you're in you're in really good shape. I mean, first of all, just big picture, you guys are amazingly set for retirement. Why? Because you don't spend a lot of money. In fact, you could spend a little bit more money. You got some adult kids now. Do they do they need any help from you? Do you have grandchildren? What's going on? So no grandbabies. I wish, but that's okay. That's not in my um, that's not my decision. I know <laughs> so, you already had your kids. How old are they? Oh, so I have a twenty nine year old and a twenty three year old. Okay, and are they launched? Do they need your help? No, they're completely launched. Our kids are great. Um, I told Mark earlier, like, we're from up north, and I don't know. It's just we really instilled in them that they need to work hard and go after what they want, and that's where they are. So they very, very rarely ask us for anything, but we we do try to help them. We try to bless them. So, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. All right. Well, listen, let me ask a few more details of you. You guys have your estate documents. You have your wills, your your, uh, power of attorney, your healthcare proxies. Yeah, we have all that done. We're going to go back and revisit the, um, the estate documents and things like that, the wills. I think you're in good shape. I don't know. I wouldn't make a lot of changes. I also wouldn't kill yourself about like you should go back into working with with, at the job you like. The lesson of your husband, by the way, for all of us is that it's great to retire and then it's great to go back in and choose the aspects of your job you really like. That's the coolest part. So I think that you know, from my perspective, looking from the outside, you're set for retirement. You've done an amazing job. You should go and do the things you want to do. And that, you know, if you say, I want to do retail or no, I want to do wellness or I want to do this, it doesn't matter. It's whatever makes you happy. You should not feel like you have to do more work or less work. And you know, you can live on your husband's pension. So, I mean, great. I mean, you guys barely spend any money. Like, do you feel like you're living tight or do you you have this urge to spend more money, but you're scared to? Um, honestly, that is a joke with me. Um, I feel like I'm going to be that retiree who has this money, but doesn't want to spend it. Or I grew up in a big family and, um, yeah, we, we had the best of best and then we had the worst worst. Like, so I've Mm. seen it from every aspect and I've seen, you know, I don't know. I I think I am going to have a hard time spending money. I really do think that. And I don't even know when I'm not, I don't need any of our money right now. So that's the other thing is like, when do I start? So, I mean, we're 58. We don't need anything right now. Is it in 10 years that I start to kind of like, I want to beat the RMD. I want to make sure that I'm in control of the taxes. So, I mean, look, you, when you're, you're, you're young now, but what I would start to say is that when you know how much money you're both making and like this will be in the next year or two or so, right? 
you'll you'll get a better sense of what we're making as you know, the couple. So maybe it's between the two of you, it's three grand a month. Maybe it's more. But if it's three grand a month plus the pension, which is 3,200, what you could start to do is start pulling some of the money out of the traditional accounts and keep yourself in the 22% tax bracket. You don't have that many tax deductions. So, you know, you, you're going to, you're going to be in a high enough tax bracket, not huge, but it's going to be hard for you to stay in 12, you know, because it depends how much money you're making. You know, if you were just making the pension right now, if you said, that's it, we're only, we're never going to make any more money. That would be one way to kind of minimize your tax hit. Then you could start pulling money out and stay in the 12% tax bracket. So if you're married filing jointly right now, that would be total income of $89,450. So you get, uh, you know, your standard deduction, so, you know, you could probably pull out 20, 30 grand, but it depends on how much money you're making together. We don't know how much to pull out till we figure out what, what it is you're making. If you think that you can actually, you know, limit it to the 12%, great, but it may be that you're in the 22% and that would be fine as well. But I wouldn't make that decision until you have a sense of really how much you're both making together and then what your total income would be. And I think that's it. All right, I have one more question. Okay. Sure. All right, this is just a little one. Um, so in terms of, we have a term life insurance policy. Um, I have one on my husband. Do we need that anymore? You definitely do not. Not necessary. You've got plenty of money. And is his pension a joint pension? Does he, do yeah. you get it if he were to pass away? Yes, he, he set me up very nicely. Then you don't need it at all. You're good. You're good. Oh, my God. This is like, Mark, I tell you what, we've talked to a lot of people today. We This just happens to be a day we've talked to a lot of people who are in great shape. So um, thank you for sharing your story, Jeannie, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. And I feel um, I feel peace. I feel calm and that I get to, I don't know, just maybe kind of do what I want to do. I don't know. <laughs> Jill and Mark, grantor of peace of mind. Mark, you see that? You Sometimes you say that I'm a dream crusher. And in this case, I am peace of mind grantor. If you would like some peace of mind, get in touch with us. Go to jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Do let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air live with us. And if you are thinking about what it is you want to do next, Sometimes we can just kind of help filter through the priorities as well. So, um, you know, you heard from Jeannie. She's got a lot of money. they got a pension. And, you know, maybe she's going to give herself permission to buy this land. Why not? Why shouldn't she? Worked really hard, done what she needs to do. Little peace of mind to know you can do these things as long as you don't go nuts. So if you are going nuts, of course, I want to hear from you as well, because we'll then make sure that you aren't going too nuts. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please always know we're here for you. And we always, always, always thank you for listening. Do us a favor and put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 